you guys are 500 on the season with the amount of talent in this room? Not in a loss, you know, we're not showing up. You know, that's what it comes down to. We're not showing up, you know, when we need to, you know, especially down on the stretch right now. And, um, you know, we got every opportunity to, you know, keep ourselves in the race. You know, we're, uh, you know, not capitalizing when we need to. So <laughs> that's all I got on that. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's, all, that's all I got on that. that, on that. that that's enough. That's Aaron Judge, captain of the New York Yankees last night. Uh, the Yankees losing again, fourth in a row. They're three and seven in their last ten. They are sixty and sixty. They're fourteen out of first place in the AL East. That doesn't matter. They're six and a half out of the wild card. You can stick a fork in them, I think. Surprised? I mean, they they haven't. You know, the Yankees have been. This the, the Yankees have been kind of garbage all year. But are you surprised that at this point, with two weeks left in August, we're looking at the Yankees and they're 500? Labor Torres has been their best hitter for a while. That's all you need to say. Hmm. Well, uh, as we mentioned, the Yankees are 60-60. and 60. Uh, They have another game against the Atlanta Braves. That was Aaron Judge, the captain of the Yankees, kind of. Uh, I just love the way he ended it. That's all I got. Uh, as in, I think I've said enough. Let's move on. Uh, Jeff Basson uh, is ESPN's MLB insider, joins us on Blair and Barker. Jeff, thank, thanks so much for joining us. It's Look, uh, it, it's I, I agree with everything Aaron Judge said, obviously. It, it's hard not to. Uh, but uh, hearing him say that in a very matter-of-fact fashion really just reinforces, I, I think, for from a distance, just where the Yankees are right now. Well, where are they right now? Let's let's hear the full uncensored, or at least censored for radio, Jeff Blair takeaway, because uh, it will be much easier to react off of you uh, sneering at the the franchise that everybody in Toronto certainly loves staring at. No, I, no, I would normally I'd be sneering at the Boston Red Sox because I absolutely despise the city and 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 the fan base and the team. I I actually kind of. I actually kind of like the Yankees. Uh, to me, they're old and decrepit, and they don't have any answers. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't put it any other way. They're an old, decrepit team, and oh. um, <laughs> they've got a bunch of guys who are seldom healthy. They're just they're they're not very good. They're uh, they're five hundred. I know five hundred. They're <laughs> hey, five hundred. They'd be right in the thick of it in the AL Central, sort of. But I just don't. I'm just not certain. I mean, I. I yeah, I'm not I, I certain they have any answers, Jeff. Like, I'm not certain it's, well, if we bring everybody back next year, we'll be better. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I agree. I, it, it amuses me that you say they're old and decrepit when the Yankees' average age is 29.1 years old and the Blue Jays is 29.0. But we'll get past the, the old and decrepit part. And, well, I've never said that look- the Jays are young. So there you go. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I, I, I look at the Yankees right now has this reminds me a lot of their, their sort of leaner years uh, in the post world series haze where they got bloated and they got away from what made them really good. And I'll tell you, like you look at this team right now and with the CBT, this is going to be a $300 million team. It's not like this is a a cheap team. And uh, they have a lot of underperforming players. Aaron Judge, when he's been healthy, has been awesome. Garrett Cole uh, has been awesome the entire season. But let's look past that 
at the salaries that they are paying guys. Giancarlo Stanton, $32 million. Can't stay healthy when he is, has one good week and four bad ones. Josh Donaldson uh, might be done. Old and decrepit. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, that, that might cover it. Um, Carlos Rodon. <laughs> I mean, in the first year of a $162 million contract, he's going to make like five starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ LeMayhew, another year on that deal. Um Excuse me, not another year on that deal. Anthony Rizzo's got another year on the deal. Um, DJ LeMahieu has like three more right. after this year, and and he looks like uh, you know he's looked better lately, but for a while there looked cooked. Uh, Severino's been bad. Torres has been average. Montas hasn't pitched. Kiner Falefa's been a backup. I mean that like those are the highest paid guys on the Yankees, and like. Two and a half of them have been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go out and spend money and your money spent returns very little, you are going to stink. And it, listen, it hurts that the Yankees are in the American League East. Uh, you guys see uh, you know, every week, every two weeks, however often an AL East team comes in, you guys see often how difficult it is to survive, let alone thrive in that division. And yet these are the Yankees, and last place is not acceptable. And so I'll be very curious to see what the reaction, uh, if that does stand, from how Steinbrenner is and how that speaks to a fan base that clearly expects more. Who would you rather be, the Yankees or the Mets? Hmm. Oh, the Mets. Absolutely. Okay. I think the Mets, I think the Mets system is better, um, and I think the Mets – present talent is probably better as well. And I think the Mets have less uh, in terms of onerous long-term commitments. And I think the Mets have an owner who's willing to do crazy things and the Yankees don't. So I I think long-term the Mets absolutely are a better position than the Yankees. This season for the Yankees, has this eliminated Otani from thinking about coming to the Yankees? It's about winning. Which he says uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, if it's about winning, then he understands that winning is about more than one season. So I don't think this, I, I mean, honestly, this Yankee season feels positively angels like, does it not? <laughs> it does. actually does. Yes. <laughs> like this is, I don't think the Yankees are turning into the angels, but they, they have some, uh, they, they almost feel like cousins and, uh, no, I, I think the the Yankees will likely eliminate themselves from the Otani sweepstakes. Then Otani will eliminate them. Right. I just don't think I don't think they're going to go where the number needs to go. Yeah, Brian Cashman coming back next year. Yes, slam dunk. No, I don't think anything's a slam dunk. I just know that he's under contract for you know. Uh, a while longer, and I don't think that. It, so here's here's where I I try not to get into this. Like, I'm not even gonna call it a firing culture that we have right now, mm-hmm. but there's definitely like a this person's got to go element on social media, and 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 I I have stopped engaging in this because I find it to be frankly silly, but. The the question I have to the 
gotta go crowd is, but what then? And and I'm not suggesting that Brian Cashman is by any means infallible as New York Yankees general manager. He's certainly not. But if you are going to fire him, uh, who's who's getting that job? I don't think I don't think you're convincing Theo Epstein, and I don't think that. Frankly, outside of Theo, there are a whole lot of candidates out there who have the gravitas to go in, take that job, and and be like Mr. Big Shot and, uh, you know, the kind of shot caller you need to be the New York Yankees GM. So, I mean, maybe if, maybe if you want a puppet, but I don't think Yankees fans want that either. No, that's a really good word. There is, there is a gravitas that that, that that job demands. Like there, 27 there really years is a long time, though. It's a long time. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I think that uh, here's the thing. If the processes are getting stale, yeah. the, the individual, whatever, but the, the individual, though, oversees the processes. If the processes are getting stale, if they're problematic, yeah, then then you change things. But just because a person's been around for a long time doesn't mean that he or she has not changed, evolved, become a different version of him or herself, and and thus a uh, better, presumably, maybe worse. Um, but the idea that the, this person is the same uh, that he was in Brian Cashman 27 years ago, just because he's been around for 27 years, I don't think makes him like stale necessarily. That's fair. Jeff, if the Tampa Bay Rays pull this off with, you know, with what's happening with Wander Franco, with uh, with Shane McClanahan undergoing surgery, look, we, you know, we know, we know what the Rays are, right? I mean, we we've always talked about the Rays, but I, you know, I said Barker, I I I could possibly see these guys slipping uh, the rest of the way. I can maybe even see the Jays catching them and passing them. Uh, this yep. is this is going to be. Like, this is a crisis for, for, for the Rays, is it not? This this situation, everything. And no, I'm not just talking about Wander Franco because that's that's beyond a crisis. But yeah, everything in it's some total of everything seems to be going wrong for these dudes all of a sudden. Well, let's let's just address the Franco thing, and I appreciate you separating that. That that is. Uh, you know, we tend to look at these things in the context of baseball and like Trevor Bauer and like the, you know, the number of cases before them that uh, involved uh, either domestic violence, sexual assault. Um, this is different mm-hmm. right now. Uh, it's just allegations right now. We don't know what is truth and what are facts and especially out of the Dominican Republic where information and gossip and cheese may uh, is, is, you know, I yeah. hate to say it's like, it's like gossip on steroids out of there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I like, I am withholding judgment on anything and everything until I have facts. That being said, uh, major league baseball is investigating. Uh, there's law enforcement involved and I do not anticipate Wander Franco playing baseball for a while because of those things. And because we've seen when law enforcement is involved as with Trevor Bauer, uh, it's just administrative leave, administrative leave, administrative leave, same thing week after week after week. Um, So that leaves 
the Rays, the baseball team, with a hole at shortstop to match their three holes in their rotation with Shane McClanahan, Jeffrey Springs, and Drew Rasmussen, not to mention Shane Boz, who once upon a time they thought was going to be in the rotation at this point. Um, they They are hanging on by a thread right now. And yet you look at their bullpen, Jeff, and its effectiveness, and how can you discount that Kevin Cash and the rest of the staff there will figure out a way to make lemons into lemonade. That is what the Rays do as a baseball team. They look at what they've got. They're like, it's like an episode of Chopped. You can give them the worst basket with the nastiest ingredients, and they will make something delicious out of it still because they are elite chefs. I would think, though, that as an organization – Look, it pitch, pitchers are going to get hurt. I, I, I get that. But I, 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 it's, it puzzles me that an org, again, maybe it's just because we in this division, we see the Rays a lot and we always think so highly of the Rays. And, and there's a lot of reasons to like the Rays. But man, if I'm that organization, I got to take a deep dive into how I'm in, in, into what I'm doing with pitchers, don't I? Because, I mean, this isn't well, the first you, year you know, we've seen this. Yeah, but Jeff, you know what the funny part is, though? Um, the, the funny part is, remember, there was a while when the Rays were the only organization that didn't have guys blowing up. Yeah, that's and true. Think about, think, about, think about who came through there. James Shields was throwing 200-plus innings a year. David Price was throwing 200-plus innings a year. Right. Chris Archer. I, I mean, they had a run there with pitchers where it's like, what do the Rays know that the rest of us don't? That's a good point. Um, turns out, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out pitchers get hurt, even raised pitchers. Yeah. And so I, you know, of course they're looking at it. Um, You know what the answer is? Um, It's the the same thing that I came to the conclusion of, you know, more than half a decade ago when my book came out. Um, Throwing a baseball and throwing it with more velocity, uh, most of these guys are going to get hurt. Like, it's just that that's where we're coming to, uh, especially at the youth levels. Now it's getting worse. Guys are getting Tommy John younger and younger. It's happening more and more often. Um, I don't mean to sound like an alarmist, but uh, it's, you know, there are doctors out there who are like, is everyone we're sending into professional baseball going to have a scar on their elbow? Mm-hmm. That's really the concern. And uh, listen, it scares me, too. Got a 15-year-old. He throws hard. Is he going to throw so hard that his elbow's going to blow up? And am I going to be the the moron dad who, like, was supposed to know things about keeping arms healthy and couldn't even keep his own kid healthy? Like, these are existential questions that go well beyond the Tampa Bay Rays major league rotation and all the way down to the youth level in baseball. I mean, you just put this up on a tee for me. You've got to explain, now that you've mentioned this, you've got to explain bangers and mash and the social media thing. <laughs> okay. With, with wiffle so, ball. With, wiffle ball. And I, I presume that was your, that was your son that, that was playing, right? You, you, not, the kid, I, not the kid that you called the word that I'm not going to say on the radio, but um, your son was playing. No. In that, no. Okay. Yes. The, ki- the, kid, the kid that I called the word you're not saying is his best friend okay. who I who I absolutely adore and who's like a wonderful kid. And that night actually the three of us like went to the NBA draft in Brooklyn. Like we made a whole 
a whole weekend out of it. Um, but uh, this was the uh, John Boy Media has they have a warehouse in Jersey, um, and they have turned it into this place where you play blitz ball, which is like ball, right. souped up modern wiffle ball. And uh, my, you know, my my son would watch John Boy and his buddies play online because they televise these games and say, oh, I could beat him. And so I, you know, I texted Jimmy O'Brien, who's John Boy, and Jake Storiali, his buddy. And I was like, uh, my 15-year-old my uh, thinks that uh, he would whoop your ass. And, and they were like, well, bring it then. And so they went up there, and and they pretty much whooped their ass. <laughs> That's what it was. And uh, there have been a couple of clips that have made their way around uh, 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 social media in recent days of of me commentating. Well, my kid, yeah, my, I was I was a commentator, and my my kid struck out against the fifty five mile an hour pitch, and I he is much more a pitcher, by the way. Let me say that. Like there, there's a. At the beginning of the uh, the the whole thing that's online now, he strikes out the side, and I'll send you. We're off air here. I'll send him to you so you can see the kid can pitch. Excellent. Never been much of a hitter, and he struck out. And I might have said, um, "I'm not going to put him up for adoption, but I might disown him." <laughs> yeah, I, I was just thinking. You know, I, I, a lot I mean, of money. You, you may not. You may not have a. You may not have a choice of child services here. Is that you're taking your kid to a warehouse in New Jersey? You know. <laughs> That's come on, son. We're going and, uh, to a warehouse. Nothing good happens at a warehouse in New Jersey. It 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 just. No, doesn't. I will say this. It's it's very cool. There's a like there's this giant like Paul Bunyan looking statue there that was actually in the beginning in the intro of The Sopranos, and that's go. where the warehouse is. So I have I have no idea what else is in the warehouse. I don't want to know. But there was some. Exciting blitzball action. Let's That's put it good. that way. That's good. Uh, better chance of happening. Matt Olson hits sixty plus homers. Mookie Betts wins the MVP. Ooh, where'd you come up with that one? Good one. Yeah, you guys were one. talking. I was thinking about what a really good question. Man, would be. that is a good question yeah. because I think both. I think both are unlikely. I feel like Ooh. in order for Mookie, I feel like in order for Mookie to win MVP. Um, he's got to leapfrog his own teammate and Ronald Acuna, who some see as like the idealized better version of Mookie. So I'm going to go with Olsen hitting 60, which I don't think is going to happen. But God, he is like the he is the streakiest hitter in baseball. He's he's a lot like Giancarlo Stanton was that year. He hit 59. So I I can see Olsen doing that. I, I think Acuna and Freddie Freeman and to an extent um, Matt Olsen all need to slump for Mookie to to really get that MVP love. But he's I, I think you can make an argument Mookie's having his best season since his MVP year. Absolutely. I was just wondering about yep. the Braves and when they were going to clinch and how many games Matt Olson would play down the stretch and what chances he would have. I Matt, mean, Matt yeah Matt Olson is not sitting. That's the thing. If yeah. you look at, I mean, if you look at their roster right now, um, you know, they, it's like the Braves, the Braves are even a little bit concerned about it. It's like the front office is like, Hey guys, can you like take a day off? <laughs> and Olsen's like, Nope. And Austin Riley is like, Nope. 
And Ronald Acuna is like, nope. And Ozzy Albies, uh, who until he just recently hit the, the injured list, was yeah. like, nope. All four of them had played in every game this season and are hoping to get to 162. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're a, they're a remarkable team. Well, I, other I, teams should pay attention to that playing every day and your load management and those kind of things. You get paid to play. Like it's easier on your body yeah. if you're just used to playing. Don't show up and look at the lineup card. I know I'm playing. I'm, my body's used to it. I'm mentally prepared for it. Like these scheduled days off, I, it's very hard to take. Like it really is. And then you look at the best team in baseball. Their main dudes want to play every single inning, which is. A lot of fun to watch, and maybe the reason why they're the best team in baseball. You know what, though? Let me let me throw this out there to you. Um, Ronald Acuna, if he continues at his pace, you know how many plate appearances he's going to have this year? Mm-mm. I'm almost scared to think, given how good that team is, how many five or six yeah. plate appearances take, per game he's a, getting. Yeah, take a, take a guess. 700. Jeff. He's on pace for seven. 50. Wow. 700, wow. 750 plate appearances. And and just think about this. Ronald Acuna strikes out, I think, in 14% of his mm-hmm. plate appearances. So that's 85% of 750. We're talking like 600 bolts down the line. Wow. And look, he's in his 20s. He's an athlete. Maybe he's prepared for that. Maybe he's ready to, to you know, after coming back from the ACL to – take a take a beating on his body and he knows that this is the year that he's going I'll say this though that that number scares me I I get your point Kevin but I also know if I'm the Atlanta Braves and I absolutely like fully comprehend that I'm going to be playing in October mm-hmm. I want my guys to be a little bit rested I want them to give themselves the grace of a day off and not think any less of themselves or think that they're any less tough or or accomplished or good at what they do or setting the the right sort of example because them being healthy in October, to me, is far more important than them logging 700-plus plate appearances. Yeah. Passing, we're going to let you scoot. Appreciate you doing this as always. That's great stuff, buddy. Yep. Pleasure's mine, boys. Have a great one. See you later. Take care. Jeff Passan, MLB Insider with ESPN. Yeah, you got to check that out in social media. The bangers yeah. and mash the blitz ball. It actually looks like a, it looks like a lot of fun. You know, I played a lot of winter ball, Jeff. Yeah? Did yeah. you play wiffle ball? No. Oh. But I played a lot of winter ball. My body got so used to playing every day all year. So I, I think I would have been worse off. If I wasn't playing. Yeah. I and if I was playing. Now, again, I played first. He plays right. Olsen plays first. Albies plays second. Riley plays third. Like, there's some positions there that move around a little bit more than a first baseman does. And there's some DH roles there, too, that you could give some guys, right, to get them off their feet. But I think their body's so used to it. And they're going to clinch it so early that that first round, what, they're going to have, like, six days between games? That's a lot. A lot of big swings, a lot of dudes trying to hit homers. Ah, it's intriguing. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how I feel about it because I'm sure the science behind load management makes sense. I've seen it work in other sports. You know, the NBA, for example. I mean, it's a talking point in the NBA. 
Uh, hockey, it's become a talking point. Football, I don't think it necessarily matters because you're you're only playing six. You're only playing sixteen or eighteen, however many games they play. But I, I, I mean, it's the old story in base, and it's not even really load management. This is always a case in baseball where managers have had to decide what they do. I remember the Detroit Tigers one year; they took their team down to Florida because they were waiting. It took them all down to the minor league complex and played inter-squad games. It's something people have always had to deal with, but. Lights are brighter in the playoffs than yeah, it is in Florida, though. I don't know. I kind of, uh, in this case, I might go along with the science and the A analytics. lot of home run hitters who sometimes have yeah. long swings. That's that's a, It'll be intriguing how they handle that. 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. We're going to take a visit to it next. And I got Jay's tickets to give away. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The fan the Sportsnet Radio Network. The Sportsnet. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Write it down for him. It's right there on the piece of paper. No, that says 624. Change the two to a five. No, it's six. Yeah. <laughs> 24 and 54. Six, How hard is that? Because it's 654. Holy 50. moly. You know what? You're reading the trivia question. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, you no, you're reading the trivia as question. Soon as, as soon nope. as our bosses nope. show up and go, hey, nope. you get paid more than Jeff nope. does, then. No, you're reading it. He's reading the trivia question. I'm not going to read Six, it. 6450. <laughs> Ryan Here, Howard. Read it with me. Ryan Howard. Read it with me. Two days trivia question script. We are giving you, come on, the yeah. chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season. That's season long here on Blair that. and Barker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you listen on the radio or on our podcast. What's that word? Oh. All you have to do is text the correct answer I hate you. to our daily baseball trivia question to 590-590. Our last trivia question and answer was, which two Blue Jays were named MVPs of the ALCS and World Series in 1993 when Toronto defeated Philadelphia Philadelphia for their second consecutive title? You were there? Uh, no, I didn't cover the ALCS. I covered the National League. I've, I think I've told you uh, I covered the National League that listening. year in the nineteen, <laughs> the 1993 World Series. I was at a Madonna concert in Montreal really? the night that Joe Carter hit the home run. Yeah. Was I she got, any good? Got, of course she was good. I got my priorities. Huh. Uh, the ALCS MVP was Dave Stewart. The World Series MVP was Paul, Paul Molitor. Wow. Okay. I want you to read. Today's question is mm. to win tickets to Jays and Guardians down at the Rogers Center on August 25th. You've got to read this question. No. Because I know the answer right away. This pitcher. You didn't know the answer. Play, I did so. Played for five seasons in Cleveland's minor league organization before being hired as a member of their front office in 2001. Again, this pitcher played for five seasons in Cleveland's minor league organization before being hired as a member of their front office in 2001. Text the answer to 595.90 for your shot to win. No. See rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. I'm not going to give him a hint. I'm just not going to give them a hint. 
Uh, it's 632.38. See, the younger so Kevin would have read that. 54.50. This Kevin. No, this Kevin is just mm-hmm. telling me to. Yeah. The older Kevin would have panicked. And, the younger and, one. And done whatever. Or the younger Kevin would have panicked and done whatever I wanted him to. Now you've got an it's attitude. It's like that soccer stuff. Remember that stuff? Yeah, yeah we don't do that Bundesliga? anymore, do we? That was yeah, fun. Yeah, we don't. For who? Was who was that fun, fun for? hearing hearing you oh, try to pronounce you. kickers off and back and oh, and, right. and and Stuttgart. Mm. There was Feyenoord. one. <laughs> Feyenoord's a Dutch team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Anyhow, uh 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. Bundesliga starts this weekend, by the way. Who you got? Same same per- same team I had last year. Who was that? I don't care. Okay. 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. Mike in St. Catharines. Mike. I don't know about you guys, but I owe Mr. Kikuchi there uh, a personal uh, apology. I was worried about him mm. at the beginning of the year, not Manoa. And I, I put this guy in the top three of our, our, our starters. Like, this guy is doing unbelievable. As far as I'm concerned, I feel safe. I feel good with him knowing that he's starting nowadays. Like last year, you were, oh, my God, Kikuchi? <laughs> this year, wow. I put him uh, up there with uh, Guzman and uh, Barreras, or Barreros. Um, <laughs> wow. Like I said, how do you guys feel? Do you think he's uh, one of our top three? Mike, Even pre- if not, top two? Ooh, top Thanks, two. Thanks, guys, and uh, stay safe and... Got a lot of nuggets for you there, Kevin. Have a good day, guys. Take care. What the hell is that what about? What's going on with that? What the hell are the nuggets? <laughs> you guys tell me. Is, is that like an in? Is that an in? An in? How joke? would I know? Well, why are you asking me for? Well, I mean, it's, he well, mentioned you. He's talking about Mike. He just said he's got some. <laughs> got a lot of nuggets for you there, Kevin. <laughs> got a lot of nuggets. Let's okay. <laughs> it is. It you is. Could be referring to the fact that after true. every show, when you drive home, you stop for a vanilla ice cream cone at McDonald's and have some nuggets. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that's not true. That's you. That's you. That's why you go run two and a half kilometers with a headband four, and a, four kilometers, and uh, I don't wear a headband. Like a, that's like a mile and a half. You do it. I've done it. I do it. Do it now. Not do it now. Tomorrow, show up. Let's go running. (laughs) Yeah, I I hang out with you enough. Okay. Anyhow, answer Mike's question. You say. You say. Yeah, top two. Mm, It's a bit strong. Again, are you going to apologize for the? No, are you going to apologize for all the guff you threw? He earned the way we talked about him. He earned the way way you talked about him, not the way I talked. You talked about him that way too. You were probably worse than I was. Well, chances are pretty good. He, he earned the way everybody felt about him last year. Give him credit for getting together with the people he needed to get together with and say and figure out that wasn't working. How do I correct it and just look the same all the time? I have really, really good velocity. How do I maintain that with solid mechanics and now be able to throw a slider that actually looks like a slider and mix speeds and take the sting out of a bat with a slow breaking ball and at least be competitive with those two secondary pitches. And if I can't find the strike zone arm side with a fastball because I'm mechanically sound enough on the mound in a game to self-correct, 
because I have tons of confidence in all those adjustments that I made in the offseason to be able to do what he did last night, which is throw 14 pitches per inning in six innings. So, yeah, absolutely. This is what he done for me lately. It's not what you did for me two years ago. What he done for me lately? And lately, he has been really, 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 really good. Last 10 starts, to my point, he's tied for first in MLB and yep. home runs allowed with three. Yeah. Oh, he, he's been he's he's been, he's been tremendous. He's sixth in Major League Baseball in whip, which is a big deal because he used to walk yes. a bunch of people. Yes, it is. It's and then give deal. up a bunch of hits and a bunch of runs because of it. He's First in the American League and ERA in his last 10 starts. He's been doing a lot of good things right. And he has, you have a lot of confidence when he's in the game. Jeff in Morton, Manitoba. Jeff. A couple questions. Uh, with Bo coming back, would you consider moving Vladdy down to five um, and having Springer stay in the cleanup spot? And uh, secondly, uh, playoff start tomorrow is Kikuchi pitching game two. Love the show, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, me. If it's me, Vladdy's hitting. If it's me, Springer's hitting cleanup. Vladdy or Belt is. I don't like Belt in the third spot. No, if it's me, Merrifield, Bichette, Guerrero, Springer. Not me. It's Witt leading off. It's Belt if there's a right handed hitter hitting second. It's Bo hitting third. It's. Springer hitting cleanup, it's Vladdy hitting fifth, and okay. then you do whatever you want to do after that. I just assumed you were going to put Bichette in the number two spot because that's that's what we're assuming they're going to do. I, I much rather. I like your idea. No, that's I like what they're going to do. I like your idea much better. I would rather I have like both coming up with better. dudes on base yes. than Brandon Belt with dudes on base. Yeah, I I I like your idea. Play your strength. Your strength is but one guy's is driving runs in, the other guy's getting on base. Who do you want coming up in big moments? I know I, who I want. I'll tell you what. Uh, Manager moved Bo Bichette down to seventh in the order last year. Yeah, night. it's different from going two to three. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't have any problem moving, moving Vladdy into the fifth spot. Four to five. I have no problem doing that. Yeah, he's Whatever. not performing the way Springer is in the cleanup spot. I just mentioned 11 starts in the cleanup spot. He's hitting 302. That's good enough, right? As for the second starter in the playoffs, I think Danny is, Dan Shulman's absolutely right. It depends on the matchup. It, it depends does. on where the game is being Pitch. I, I I will say this though, if John Schneider were to, if the playoffs started today and the Jays were in it and John Schneider said, "Here's what I'm doing. I'm going Gossman, Kikuchi, and Barrios," I'd go, "All right, I'd See, sign up for that." Season's on the line. Gosman pitches game one. Yes, I understand it would be everybody. Yeah, who would you be okay starting it? You lose game one. Well, game two is season ending, and it's on the road. You just say right now, hypothetical against the Twinkies. Who's throwing it? Who's starting it? Ooh, the Twins! Don't the Twins! Don't the Twins hammer? Hit Barrios hard? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. That's I good think question. I think kudos to four guys. I and think you what I would do in there it, now that there's lots of options. You know what I would do, and I am a big. I, I would just I I would say TBA until we see what happens in game one. If we win game one, then maybe I go with Kikuchi. If it's an elimination game, if it's an elimination game at home, I'm probably going Barrios. Not for me. Once the series starts, I'm picking my three guys. Here's my three guys. Prepare yourself mentally for it. Go get them. 
You're the reason why we're here. Go get them. No name in Ontario. Mm. Folks, when you leave these things, yeah, please, we please leave hi. your name. We want to say hi. We do. And tell us where you're from in Ontario. Ontario's a big place. Anyhow, go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? Love the show. I know uh, who this is. here with a quick question. I hear, um, you know, obviously everybody wants to play for the big name teams, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, that sort of thing. Mm. I'm curious to know, Kevin and Jeff, uh, you guys have been around the game. You know the game better than anybody else. How do players perceive playing in Toronto? I know it's the only city in Canada. I know in professional sports, a lot of guys don't like going over the border, this, that, and the other thing. I'm curious to know, how do players regard the Toronto Blues, Blue Jays as an organization? Is it a destination team? Um, is this a team that players, you know, you hear Chapman and all these, uh, Merrifield, all these guys who are going to up and leave next year, are the Jays a destination team for players in the big leagues? That's my question. Um, you guys rock. Go Blue Jays. And uh, love to see a W tonight. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. Let me ask that you a question. That is Matthew, by the way, Let from me ask Aurelia. You, a you think it's changed since the Blue Jays had to give Russell Martin an extra year to come here? Um, well, my answer to that would be Kevin Gossman, Chris Bassett came here, George Springer came here. Uh, so I, and and before I deal with that, a lot of teams, when they have their family trips, Toronto is the destination for the family trip. I, I, I think the the border thing is a nuisance. Like, I, I don't think it's necessarily, first of all, for a Dominican player, it doesn't make any difference because a lot of those dudes have been going through customs for a while anyhow. Um, so I, 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 I think the border, when I hear the border, I kind of roll my eyes and say, just tell me you don't want to come to Canada. It's got nothing to do with the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still think, yes, I think you have to, I think you have to give an extra year and more money to get a dude up here just because. I understand there's all sorts of accountants tricks you can use for taxes and all that. I get it. Taxes, you know, we always used to say, why well, taxes are a big issue in Canada. And everybody says, no, 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 there are ways around it. And that may be true. But you know what the easiest way around taxes is? Not paying them. And you don't have to pay them in places like Texas. So, uh, but yeah, I think you still, I think you still have to offer more and longer term. I'll put it this way. I, has anybody, when's the last time somebody cut this team a hometown discount? Would you? you I, I, would, I would never cut would a never team a hometown that. discount. Not, Not a, chance. a chance in hell. Not I'm going for as much money. Do you think that organization as long would as do that for you? No. Not a chance. Absolutely not. That doesn't so, happen. I will say this. I think. If you really, if you want to outbid a team for a free agent and you're the Blue Jays, the easiest thing to do is go extra year and more money. It, it's the, Co- the, the easiest thing. Cody to do. Bellinger is, will be on the market in the offseason. He said he would entertain coming I don't know here. what he said. I think Enter- he would entertain enter- coming here. Entertain means give him an extra year and more money than everybody else would give him. Yeah. Okay. I what I wonder, what I wonder though, look at the way this park is playing right now. Like, first of all, it's not that the Jays have got their the Jays pitching staff is set for he next hit, year. He basically. hit a homer here. Yeah, it didn't seem like he had I, I don't know. And I guess if you're a free agent, I mean, you're going to sign someplace for five or six years. It's it's not like oh my god, if I have a down year, all of a sudden I'm going to lose money. Uh, no, I, I don't think. Do I think Toronto's a destination? No. Uh, just like I don't necessarily think uh, Detroit is a destination or Cleveland is a destination 
or Minneapolis as a destination. But if you pay dudes money, it becomes a destination. I think the American League East is tough. I think that might run off a few players who may not want to be a part of that. I think it's about – it will always be about money, no matter what. Like, if you pay more money than the other team's paying and it works out to where their pockets are bigger because they're coming here and not somewhere else. And, look, the, the other thing, Kevin, you've talked to guys on this team and on other Blue Jays teams, and they will tell you that this organization, when they put a full-court press on you, when they want you, they put a full-court press on you. There's a lot of – uh, a lot of reaching out from teammates. Uh, there's a lot of uh, you know, interaction with Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins. There's, you know, the the whole, the, the people who organize and who take care of the players' families, they reach out. Like, when, when the Blue Jays want to bring in a free agent, they drop the hammer and try to close the deal. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, I... I I, I don't think I don't think it's it's not LA. I mean it's not the West Coast. Um it it's you know, it's not New York if that necessarily floats your boat. But um I yeah, I think Toronto is I, I don't think players are I don't think players don't like coming to Toronto anymore. Yeah, I think that's well said. You know, people make a big deal out of no trade clauses. Well, Scott Rowland, I think, had a no-trade clause to Toronto. Troy Gloss had a no-trade clause to Toronto. I always tell people, you know what? A a no-trade clause is a bargaining chip. Now, it's possible that a guy just does not want to go to Pittsburgh because he hates Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. It's it's possible. But all those no-trade clauses, those are just bargaining chips. That's something that your agent says to the team. You know what? I know we got a no-trade clause here, but... Yeah, we might look at Cincinnati, but in return, can you talk the Reds into guaranteeing the option near the contract? Or, yeah. I mean, there are ways around it. So the next time you hear somebody's got a no-trade clause, just no-trade clauses, like everything else in baseball, have a price. Mm-hmm. Do we believe this? Another no-name from Ontario. I think Boffo's getting his friends to call up. Are you getting your friends to call up? Oh no! All right, it's it's Dave from Ontario. There we go. Just Dave, go with that. Dave from Ontario. I was no, I knew it couldn't be your friends. I knew it couldn't be your friends because it's a second caller. He doesn't like. All it. my friends are in the studio right now. Yeah, Mark doesn't like. One it. of them, Dave from Ontario. Hey guys, show's great. Listen regularly. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Dave. Uh, question for you is about uh, players like Whit Merrifield, who I, I admire quite a bit, and I I really like the fact that his game is all about getting on base, making contact, and, and even if that is, you know, just singles and not so much on, you know, doubles and home runs and stuff like that. And I kind of wonder, like, where does that uh, mentality for a player kind of come from? Obviously, he's got great eye-hand coordination and bat-to-ball skills, but, like, what's the drive for players to make, you know, big dollars hitting home runs? Um, it just seems like that's sort of the, the, the push and the drive for guys when they get there is to you know, hit long balls. And I wonder why more players don't strive to, to play that smaller game. I feel like somebody like Kevin Biggio might be a candidate to kind of play a game like Whit Merrifield. And when you look at like a $19 million option for next year on Whit, like you can get paid for hitting singles. Uh, and it's uh, effective um, in a lineup. I don't think there are too many lineups that wouldn't benefit from a player like that. Anyways, just curious to know, get your take on why 
the long ball is all the rage and why, you know, not more of a push to try and work with hitters who have good, uh, you know, bat-to-ball skills to have, you know, a career more like wits. Thanks. Great show. Thanks, Brian. Go ahead. Kevin. Yeah, I think I think for me anyway, it's it's easier for a hitter consistently to take three really big giant hacks in an at bat and try and hit a homer than it is to take two big hacks, shorten up, choke up, think the entire field, battle, do whatever it takes just to put a ball in play. It's easier to do the first one than it is the second one. And for the most part, teams have brought this on themselves. They're they're not paying the wits of the world tons of money to do that. I think Kansas City, when he was there in that big giant stadium, and he's not a home run hitter, you have to think line drive up the middle if he thought he was going to be a big leaguer for long periods of time. And the two-hit with thing, he just sort of bought into that, and I don't think that everybody's buying into that because, quite frankly, we just talked about why they, people or players would want to come here because they pay more. Well, that's no different, right? It's the easiest way to get paid is I take three really big giant hacks. Eh, if I strike out, they'll still pay me if I hit 30 homers a year. I think I asked you this the other day. I'm going to ask it again, though, because we had someone talk about uh, uh, call us up a great on, on Blue Jays talk. Yeah, it's a very good question. Someone call us up in Blue Jays talk about why more guys don't, ch- you know, don't choke up when there's two strikes and all that. I want to ask you as a guy who's hit, is choking up that easy? Yeah, it's easy. Well, why wouldn't it be easy? Just okay, to I'm, just, I'm just wondering. It, but it, I, I think it totally changes the feel of your at bat. Like when you, I ever every, you don't have to be a professional baseball player to just walk up and pick up a baseball bat and hold it at the end of the knob and choke up about four inches like Wit does and hold it. The feel of that bat feels different. It makes you think differently. All of a sudden, you're telling your mind that you're trying to do something different. I had the best. I had the is best it almost se- defensive? I had the best season in the minor leagues choking up. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I used a max bet that had a giant head on it that I loved, but the handle was weird, and I didn't like the handle. And the only way I could erase the handle was to choke up above the handle because I liked the way the, the bigger barrel fell, and I could create backspin with that because I was a bottom-hand guy. I wasn't a back elbow. I didn't do that then. I liked it. It felt good to me. I got in the flow of my lower half was connected to my hands. And you still had your I power. Feel my you barrel. still had your power. Yeah, I had the best season in the minor leagues I'd ever had because of that. I, did, I hit for the highest average I'd ever hit because I was choked up. Because I just I felt the barrel better than I'd ever felt it, and I could let the ball travel just that little bit longer, and maybe foul off that nasty two strike pitch to live to fight another pitch, which gave me a chance be, to be shorter and quicker, and maybe get a hit that I normally wouldn't get a hit with because of my barrel and and where my hands were at, and just the mindset. You got to buy into these things. You got to believe that if I do this, it's going to work. Like it's, I'm doing it for a reason. Like there's a purpose to every, it's like Bo. Bo has a purpose for everything that everything's doing. Where his hands wrap, how high he kicks his leg, why he opens his front side up, where he starts his back elbow with, like everything, when he does his two-strike approach, how he does his two-strike approach, mentally when he does his two-strike approach, what he's trying to do to the baseball, everything has a purpose. And you have to buy into a purpose, and a lot of guys don't want to do that because they don't get paid to. 
very quickly, Scott and Hamilton. Scott. Just wondering what happens with DeJong when Bo Bichette comes back and what is going to happen with Schneider when Bichette comes back? That's a good question. I don't really care what happens to DeJong. I'll be nice. Well, no, I just don't. He's a good defender. I'm sure he'll take, you know, some some defensive games away from Bo just to yeah. make sure that he's a thousand percent for down the stretch. That's the thing. Schneider, we don't Schneider. Yeah, I hate. To I mean, say, Lucas I is there, it, but Schneider. he's a, a twenty six guy on the team. Sometimes twenty six guys on the team. Yeah, you kind of treated like the twenty six guy on the team, and I'm sure Nathan Lucas sort of will go down. I, 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 I think that. Going to be a little bit of a revolving door until September rolls around. I, I know what Bo's saying, and I know what everybody's saying, but I, I think you almost have to assume that Bo's probably not going to play every game the rest of the year because of this injury. And he might if play I've got every Paul game, DeYoung, but it may not be it may not both be sides a, of the ball. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if I can have Paul DeYoung there to to play he's, shortstop. He's had some days off. It's probably going to be hard to keep yeah. him out of the lineup. Uh, that's it for us. We'll we'll be along after the They're game. Great. Those are great, by the way. Yeah, that was a great yeah, question. Those were all, we'll be along, all those were good. We'll be along after the game, including the ones from Brian and Dave. Uh, both of them are good questions. We'll be along after the game for Blue Jays talk tonight. We'll be back tomorrow from five to seven. <laughs> that's a matter, back tomorrow dude. from five to seven Eastern. <laughs> Don't forget seven oh seven first pitch tonight. It is the twenty twenty three Sportsnet Jays Care broadcast auction. Presented by TD, hosted by Sportsnet, Ivanka Osmak. Uh, amongst the items up for bidding are a broadcast experience, the Sportsnet 590, the fan booth with Ben Wagner. Help the folks out. Get involved. 2023 broadcast auction on Sportsnet. That's it for us. Enjoy the game. We'll talk tomorrow.